Greetings, Jumbo fans, and welcome to the first ever edition of the Pachyderm Podcast. I'm Paul Sweeney, Director of Athletic Communications at Tufts. And our first guest, the guinea pig, if you will, is new men's soccer head coach at Tufts, Kyle Desitel. Good morning, coach. How are you? Hey, Paul. Good morning. I'm, uh, I'm great and happy, happy to connect and be the guinea pig for what, I, what I'm sure will be a hugely successful podcast. <laughs> so obviously, uh, these are crazy times. You were hired at Tufts uh, at the start of the month. Uh, let's start just by talking about your, your first few weeks on the job and what you've been doing during this unusual time. Yeah, thanks. So I'm extremely excited to be be joining Tufts and, and taking over the men's soccer program first and foremost. And, and want to thank uh, Director of Athletics John Morris and Associate Director Alexis Mastronardi and, and just everyone involved with the process. Um, I can't I can't wait to get started. And uh, in in theory, I have started uh, just from just from uh, doing everything remotely at this point. But um, thankfully, I was I was hired a, a little bit before the kind of complete world shutdown and um as of march 23rd i've officially have officially begun as the as the new men's soccer coach and uh, yeah my my wife and my son and i are we're actually still in central new york at this point because we have a we have a house to sell and then uh, hopefully a house to buy and uh, i was going to likely temporarily move to the boston area at least on my own for for a little while um but with everything being shut down and not being able to be on campuses anyway, um, it's just just made it um, made it so I've stayed in Central New York and um, yeah, it's been a it's certainly been a, a unique way to, to start a new job. But uh, there's a lot of people going through a lot worse things than, than what I and my family are dealing with right now. We're we're safe and we're healthy, and I just got the best job in the country, so we're doing we're doing just fine. No one should worry too much about us. So, you know, one of the ideas of inviting you on to the podcast is to get to know you a little bit better. So let's go at it chronologically. How did soccer become your passion? Um, yeah, it's funny. I grew up in the middle of nowhere, northeastern part of Vermont. It's actually it's called the Northeast Kingdom, and it's kind of... Uh, kind of one of those places where um you know i don't even know that they have high speed internet up there still in this, this day um but it was you know it's just sports were a part of my my childhood i had an older brother and a, and a father that were sports lovers and i think i just grew up playing sports with my older brother and all of his friends um and quite honestly soccer didn't really come to our area until i was about 12 years old um so just different than you know now i think my son Assuming he wants to, he'll, he'll have opportunities to play soccer when he's three or four years old, probably. Um, but I just loved, I just loved all sports. And then, um, really, after kind of starting to play some organized soccer around age twelve, uh, by, by the time I was thirteen or fourteen, I was, I had realized, I think my family had realized that I was actually pretty decent at it, and um, I just, I just fell in love with it. Um, and I had two sports growing up. I, I ski raced as well. I was a cross country ski racer and. And played soccer, so I actually did that my my kind of my whole athletic career through even through college. So um, I loved two sports, but um, if I were to if if you were to have ever asked me which one I loved more, even though I did both in college, I, I would have always I would have always said soccer was my true love. So, what were some of the highlights of your playing career? Yeah, it's funny, and this is. Uh, this is a reason actually I, I love the you know what the development academy is doing for for youth soccer in the country and I understand it um, but I, I had one of my best experiences quite honestly was winning a state championship with my high school 
Um, that was certainly a highlight. Uh, you know, I think uh, the best team I ever played on, and I try to use this as a coach and, and tell our players this, is the best team The best team I ever played on in college was actually my freshman year. Um, I think we it was at a different time, and there were only, I want to say there were only two at-large bids in the country, so you basically had to win the NESCAC or you didn't go to the NCAA tournament. Um, and unfortunately, we didn't we didn't win the NESCAC regular season. There wasn't even a tournament my freshman year, um, and so we we won the ECAC New England Championship. And I think that was the last year NESCAC teams were allowed to play in that. Um, and then my sophomore year was the first year of the NESCAC tournament, and our Middlebury College team uh, won the, won the initial NESCAC championship. Uh, I guess that must have been 2000. And that was that was definitely a highlight. Um, and then, you know, coaching has provided many more highlights and um, playing was great. Uh, but I, I actually will say there's a lot more stress as a coach than, than, there, than there was, or certainly that I, rem- that I remember as a player. So at what points did you know, at what point did you know you wanted a coach? Um, so I tried to play right out of college. I graduated in 2003 and tried to play in, um, in the United Soccer League a little, a little bit. And I think, I, I thought about this one a little bit. I think the, the point that I realized I wanted to coach was after my first year, and put this next word very very clearly in quotations, my first year of professional soccer, where I think my, I think my annual earnings were about $3,000, um, I realized that I needed something else. And um, an opportunity came, and I actually, I had really never thought about coaching. Um, when I think back on it now, I kind of, I recognize there were some things that I did and, and have learned things that I paid attention to as a player that probably set me up for, for this career. Um, but honestly, I, I really wanted to play and I, I really wanted to try, try to be a professional soccer player. Uh, so I think, uh, when I, when I really knew is when I didn't make any money playing professional soccer and also when even playing at, a, you know, the lowest end of professional soccer in the United States, I think I realized how slow I actually was and, uh, I needed to find something else to do. Who are your mentors in coaching, and what did you take from them? Um, yeah, I was really fortunate. I had some great mentors, and I have to, uh, um, whether it's a cliche or not, I have to mention my dad. Uh, he, I think my dad coached, you know, every little league team I had, and he, he coached, you know, my my youth soccer teams and our first couple of teams. And again, this was this was twenty plus years ago, and club soccer didn't really exist in in northern Vermont. So my dad put together some teams and pulled in pulled in players and kids from, you know, within a couple of hours. And so my dad certainly first and foremost. And then I had a couple of really great high school coaches, um, both my, my high school soccer coach and my high school ski coach, um, who are friends to this day and family friends. And uh, and then I think probably the, the biggest mentor for me, certainly in, in the college soccer realm, has been Dave Sayward, who is, you know, the legendary Middlebury coach who, I think probably Josh Shapiro would also mention as, as probably his biggest mentor as well. So uh, Dave's meant a lot to me, taught me a lot about it. And I think it's probably the reason, without really recognizing it while in college, probably the reason that that, um, that this, this type of lifestyle and coaching career became so appealing. Um, he just made the game so enjoyable, and you could tell that he really loved his job. And he never really talked about how great of a job it was or how great of a profession it could be, but you knew deep down that he felt very fortunate to be doing that job. And he made the game fun for us as players. He didn't, he didn't overthink it. He didn't make it uh, all about him. We had a lot of fun, and uh, he's, been, he's been great to me, and um, I think I can share that he's, you know, he's even helped me. I, he even 
So you've had some head coaching jobs prior to this, including most recently at Ithaca. You know, what are the, some of the things you've learned at each of your coaching stops along the way? Yeah, I've learned, I've learned pieces at each of them. Um, you know, it's interesting. I, I've moved a little bit in, in recent years, but I had a, I had a decade at Norwich University. Um, you know, 10 years at Norwich, I, I learned an awful lot. Um, prior to that, I worked at a really small school called Johnson State College, which I believe it's now called Northern Vermont University. Um, and, you know, that was, that was a great start for me. And that was, uh, I can think back on that. Um, and, I actually remember when I when I got that head coaching job. I think I was I might have been 23. I was 22 or 23 years old, and I was named a college head coach. And I took over a team, and we went three, 14, and three that first year. Um, and all I did all I did in the off season was recruit. And the next year we went from three, 14, and three to uh, I don't remember exactly, but eight, six, and four, something like that. A pretty good turnaround. And I think we finished eighth or ninth in the league my first year, and we won the league my second year. And so that was as a young coach, that was that was the moment where I realized it wasn't really about me, it was about the players that we had on the field. And I think I had brought in twelve or fifteen guys in that in that recruiting class and we just completely turned around a program. So I realized that at that point just how just how important recruiting recruiting is. And I think that uh, I think that's probably one of my biggest strengths as a as a college soccer coach. I kinda like the whole picture of it. Um and I love being on the field. I love training. I love games. You know, I, I love the recruiting piece. I love the idea of putting together a team and kind of the, the general manager aspect of it. And uh, yeah, I learned a lot. And kind of starting at a really low end of Division Three athletics, you know, in terms of resources and funding. And, you know, I didn't have an assistant coach or anything like that. Um, you kind of just get thrown into it. And you realize if you can be successful, you know, for whatever successful means at, at each level that you're at. But I think I learned a lot from from having to be successful or trying to be successful at at schools where they necessarily weren't set up for you know high levels of success. Um, and then all of a sudden you get to a place like Ithaca College, and, and now you know a place like Tufts University, arguably the you know the best Division three athletic school in the country, um, and arguably the you know one of the best academic schools in the country. And all of a sudden you have some resources, and you have funding, and you have students who. Who, who really want to come to your school and be part of your program. And so now just because you've kind of learned it, learned, learned a bit about the grind and you've learned about how to recruit and, and what it takes to build a team. Um, I just think the, you know, the sky's the limit when you get to a school that has those types of resources. And I certainly felt that at it for the last three years as we, you know, built a, a team from a 500 program into a, a top 10 team in the country at some points this year. Um, and I expect to, you know, do the same at Tufts. How would you describe your style as a coach, and how do you like your teams to play? Um, I, I like to say that as a coach, I'm I'm humbly confident. I'm not a yeller and a screamer. I believe that most of the work we'll put in as a staff and our players will put in throughout the week will prepare us for our games. And you know, when a game comes, I'll certainly support and back up our players. If you know, I'll vouch for our guys if. I feel like the refereeing is unjust or, you know, if, if I need to, I can have a voice. But at the end of the day, I think soccer is a player's game and I, I want to give our players the game. And I want our guys to, to feel confident that I have, I have trust in them. They can know that they, they, they can go out on the field and just perform. Uh, at the end of the day, if you're going to be, you know, if you've been part of Josh's program and, and when now with me recruiting players to Tufts, if you're part of, if you're part of this program, you're a really 
talented soccer player and I'm going to I'm going to trust you to make your own decisions on the field when the game comes around. Um, as far as how we want to play, I think we want to play to win. Um, you know, I think there I think the key is is being able to play in different ways, and I think this is what tough men's soccer has been so successful at over the last six or seven years is that they've they've been able to play in different ways. Some days they've knocked the ball around beautifully and played possession soccer and and, and kept the ball for the most part of the game, and other days they've They've had the battle, and when you play in the NESCAC, you're going to play against a, a, you know, a pretty a pretty large variety of styles. So yeah, I don't know that you can just play a singular way and be successful in college soccer. So I think I think having the ability to adapt and, and tough has been very very adaptable, and, and we'll we will continue to do so. And a lot of that will come through our recruiting. We're going to have guys that can do different things, and if the game calls for a different type of player, we'll have somebody else that can step up. Um, but at the end of the day, I think the way I like our teams to play is I like our teams to win. And tough as I think if you were to really think about tough style, I think you could describe it as it's a winning style. So when the tough job opened, what appealed most to you about it? Um, well, obviously it was tough men's soccer is the, the best, the preeminent men's soccer program in the country. So I think it probably appealed to every Division three college soccer coach in the country and product probably to a lot of, you know, lower end D1 guys and, and a lot of Division One assistant coaches. So, um, you know, I've kind of always been preparing for an opportunity like that. And to be totally honest, I feel I felt very fortunate to, to have been the head coach at Ithaca College. Ithaca is a top 20, you know, Director's Cup, top 20 NCAA Division Three athletics program. And I felt very, very honored to be the coach at Ithaca. Um, and I, I love our players there and the staff there and what we were able to do. Uh, but at the end of the day, Tufts was the best job in the country. And to, to, you know, not only be the best job in the country, but to be in the NESCAC, the top league in the country. And, you know, I think, uh, maybe not even arguably the best academic and athletic conference in the country. Um, and then also just for my family, it's an opportunity to move back to New England, which is, which is where I'm from. And we're in an ideal world. We, we want to raise our son and, um, just all those pieces. Uh, but I, I've got to say, I really, really look forward. To, to NESCAC weekends, um, you know, hopefully, hopefully we're back at it next fall. And I, I can't wait for, for a Saturday NESCAC game. And I know doubleheader weekends are tough, but I, and I love, I love a NESCAC doubleheader. And I remember those as players and I can't wait to be the head coach for, for tough men's soccer next fall. So with all that being said, it, it had to be regarded by many as kind of a scary job considering the team has won four of the last six national championships yet it seems as though you've looked at it as a, a great challenge to take on right yeah thanks and that you know as you're going through this process and i think the i think the hiring process probably started back in january and then right i started on march 23rd so it was a it was a couple month process and you know you talk to people and you talk to mentors and you know there's rumors and people are calling you and that question certainly comes up like, and you know, what Josh did and what Tough Soccer has done is set the bar so high, you know, how do you, how do you then take over and raise the bar? You know, that, that is a little daunting. Um, but I've got to say, and this is kind of what I've said all along is taking over the best soccer program in the country isn't scary. It's an incredible opportunity. Taking over a program, uh, I don't even remember what year this was, 2005, 2004, 2005, when I became the head coach at Johnson. State College, and we went three, fourteen, and three. And I want to say we had fifteen or sixteen players on the roster. That's a scary job, um, and and we were able to turn that around. So to take.
country. I, I honestly, uh, while I recognize that to some that would seem daunting to me, we are set up to be successful at Tufts. And are we going to win the national championship every year? I doubt it. I don't know that that's possible in in the in the realm of of college soccer. But I fully believe we will win NESCAC and national championships in the future, and I can't wait for that that opportunity. So uh, I'm not scared at all. I recognize that um, you know there's big expectations for the program, but that's why I'm taking this job. I want to I want to win national championships as a head coach, and I want our players to have those experiences. And I I, I can't wait to you know I'm I'm already going here from Central New York trying to prepare us to be to be ready to compete for an SCAC and, and national championships in, in 2020. So as you said, let's hope that uh, things are back to normal in the fall and you're addressing the team for the first time out on Bellow Field. First practice, uh, you know, what are you going to say? What are, your, what are your goals for the team this coming season? Yeah, I mean, I think, uh, I don't know. Again, I, I'm, I'm, I'm good friends with Josh and I know what's been going on with the program from afar. And obviously I've, you know, I've, I've told the players this, I've, you know, I've paid attention to NESCAC soccer and I've probably watched Tufts men's soccer on live stream 50 times in the last five or six years. And, um, you know, along with Middlebury and Amherst and you're watching the, the con college and the teams that are the top 25 teams in the country and whatnot, tuning into some of those games. And, um, you know, I think the reality is we're not going to – I'm never going to shy away from saying that and talk to the team that we're, we're competing and we want to be prepared to compete for NESCAC and national championships. But I think those are things you talk about and you briefly mention it, and those are goals that the team will likely set preseason. And then you don't really need to talk about it again. Everyone's going to know that those are the end goals. Um, but it's far more important that we focus on the day-to-day and the process. And, um, you know, you got to – you need to take a, a number of steps to, to even get yourself in the conversation to be to be in those realms at the end of a season. So, um, you know, I, certainly our goal is in 2020 we want to win the NESCAC championship and we want to win the NCAA championship. But quite honestly, at this point with everything that's going on in our country, I, I think right now my goal is to, to be on the field uh, in September with, with our Jumbos men's soccer players. And if we're even doing that, then – and our country has been, you know, we're doing better as a country and we're doing better as, as, a, as a world. And we're on our way back to, you know, mending and, and hopefully hopefully healing after everything we've been through. So if we're on the field in September, I'll be pretty happy. And I'm pretty sure our guys and our program and our alums can feel confident that, that we all know what, what, we're, what our goals are for the year. Well, Coach, this has been great. It's been great talking to you. Welcome to your wife and son and to the Tufts Athletics community. Any closing thoughts? Uh, just just thanks so much, Paul. We can't wait to, to actually be there. And uh, the staff at Tufts has been amazing to me and, and my family as we're making the transition. And uh, the coaches have been great and, and letting me pick their brain and ask questions. And, uh, no, Taylor, my wife Taylor and our, our uh, 15-month-old Griffin can't wait to be there and uh, put on some brown and blue and, and big Tufts supporters across the board as well. But can't wait. Thanks for thanks for the support. And uh, just really, really proud to, to have become a top jumper. Great. Well, this has been the first edition of the Pachyderm Podcast with new men's soccer head coach at Tufts, Kyle Desitel. We'll see you soon.